Hello and thank you for joining Cornerstone Worship Center's Building a Better Life. For more information about our church, service times, and resources, we invite you to check us out on the web at www.abetterlifefor.us. And uh, we are jumping into our message today. Pastor John and Ann are with Pastor Everett and Nancy at our Garland location this morning, so um, I'm sure they're having a great time. Turn to the book of Revelation chapter 1 as we jump into this morning's message. This is part 3 of our series we, be- we began a couple weeks ago called Kings and Priests. How many of you are getting anything out of this? I really hope you are because we're studying hard on it and I'm excited to bring you another part of this today, another dynamic of it that God has brought these two offices in from the Old Testament and right into the New Testament today and the church today is full of kings and priests. In Revelation chapter 1 we see, this is our foundation scripture that we've been reading from, Verse 5, it says, And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us. Now, is that us, us in this room today? Hmm? How many of you are loved by Jesus today? And washed us from our sins in his own blood. Is that the same us that's loved by Jesus? I want to make sure that you get this, that, that it's, it's us and it's not them. Hmm? Is this you today? is us, all right? And verse 6 says, and has made us. Is this the same us that's in verse 5? I just want to make sure we all all got this clear. Made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Father, thank you for this message today. Thank you, Lord, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ to be upon your people today. Thank you for hearts and lives being changed by the power of your word even now. And I thank you for your anointing upon me, Lord. To preach this today. Lord, that the Spirit of God truly is on me today to do this. And I thank you, Lord. I'm honored to be here standing in your place, God, as a voice for you, ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, now, kings of now we've 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 established over the last couple of weeks that kings and priests. That God, like I said, God took this dynamic of a relationship between the kings and priests from the Old Testament and brought it right into New Testament theology. That is today. And, and, and to make this clear to you is that, that kings and priests live their lives, that we actually, as, as the children of God, we live our lives on two levels as the people of God. And, and on our own personal lives, your own personal life, you will function in both of these offices. There'll be a time to be a king, there'll be time to be a priest. But primarily in the church. I'm not, I'm not going to say 100% of the time because we have some scripture references that say that, that make us think that there are rare occasions where in the church people do function in both offices. But it's so rare that we're just not even going to highlight that part. We're going to talk about what the, what the overall message of the king and priest is, okay? And the, the kings and priests in the church today, you either function as one or the other in the body of Christ itself, all right? And as the king, your primary function, your primary role is to provide vi- provision for the vision. The primary role of the priest is to provide the vision for the people. And when these two partner up, the king can't do without the priest and the priest can't do without the king. Are you hearing me? I can't do it without you, and you can't do it, do it without me. But together, praise God, we accomplish great things in the kingdom of God, and we fulfill the vision, fulfill the destiny that God has put on our lives. Do you know God's got a destiny for your life today? God has a plan. He has a purpose for you. No matter how you got here, you might have got here what you thought accidentally. But, it, but God put you right in his plan as soon as you got conceived. As soon as you were conceived, God didn't go, well, I don't know what I'm going to do with this one. This totally, it, this blew me. I, I don't know what to do. 
Now, as soon as, as soon as you were conceived at that moment, God put his plan, his DNA, his purpose on the inside. He had nine months just with you in your mother's womb. Woo, isn't this wonderful? And he began to put his plan on your heart and upon your life. And, and, and when you were born, he made you to walk that out all the days of your life. Amen. And I, I, hate to, I hate to see it. I hate to see people walking and living aimless lives when they've got this Father in heaven. If they'll just look up to God and believe on him, they can have everything that he has for them. Amen. And in the church today, God has put kings and priests in there. And, and most of the people in this room, I'm going to say 90-something percent of the people in this room today, you are kings in the earth today. Amen. And that there may be a handful of priests. And one of the problems with the church is that we've exalted the priesthood so much and made that the ultimate that the kings somewhat have been shoved, you know, uh, aside. And that calling has not been really known. But today I, and over the next few weeks, I want you to understand that, that, that you are called by God to be a king in this earth. Amen. And that together we do great things for God, and I'm excited about it. And that we have this mutual respect for one another, for the good of the kingdom. Everybody say, for the good of the kingdom. You know, Bible teaches in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Jesus said, Seek first the advancement of the kingdom of God and His right way of doing things, and all these things will be added unto you. Now, what's He talking about all these things? Well, just before that, He gave a list of all the things that, that people worry about all the time, what they're going to eat, what they're going to wear, you know, how they're going to live, what kind of provision they're going to have. And Jesus said, Listen, all that will be taken care of if you'll get serious about what I'm serious about. If you'll, if you'll make important what I believe is important, what I make important, then this stuff is just a byproduct, praise God. And God wants you blessed, and he wants you prosperous. That, that's his will for you. Amen. Why else would he have heaven the way it is? Amen. That's his, that's his will. So, so we seek first, and if we live this way, uh, th then what we eat and what we wear, all that stuff will just come into our lives by God. And listen, you, you have a choice, and you can choose to either seek what you want first, and somewhere down the list, third, fourth, fifth, or sixth, you know, put God's, God's priority down there. But listen to me. Uh, uh, or you can just, you can put his stuff first. Amen. This is, all your, this is all your choosing. It's all your choice. And let me tell you something. It's a lot better letting God add things to your life that he wants you to have than for you going out trying to get it all by yourself. You live a whole lot happier life. It's a, it gets a lot easier. There remains today, praise God, a rest for the people of God, and that's you today. You know, everything that you have, and I've told you this before, everything that you have, eventually, you're not going to have. The stuff that you have right now, you're not, you didn't come into this world with stuff, and you're going to leave the exact same way as you came, with nothing. And the stuff that you think is so precious and so wonderful now, praise God, I love the way Pastor John said it last week, they're going to drag, your kids are going to come to your house, and they're going to drag your stuff out in the driveway, and they're going to sell it for pennies on the dollar in a garage sale. It's just, you know, it was so precious to you. Strangers are going to have it in their house someday. Hey, that's just reality. That's just the way it is. And that's why that cannot be our focus. Because it's just stuff. Amen. I mean, I heard a, a preacher say this week, it was so powerful. He said, take what you can't keep, because it's impossible to keep those things. Take what you can't keep and give it to the purpose of the kingdom of God, and you'll never lose it. And you'll never lose it. Turn over to, to Luke chapter 16 for just a moment. I'll show you. This is just a little off the subject, but I think it, it needs to be said. Luke chapter 16. This is so powerful. Listen to what Jesus is saying here. Verse 9. Luke chapter 16, verse 9. He says, And I say to you, make friends for yourselves 
by unrighteous mammon or just by money, okay? Make friends for yourselves by money. How do you make friends by money? Huh? By what you're doing right here. When you come to this church, you come to the house of God and you bring your offerings. And then these offerings go to the preaching of the gospel. Then you're making friends through that money that you bring in. You're making friends. That is friends. Look what it says here. That when you fail, or I looked up this word fail, and it's also another word for pass away, or to check out, to leave out. When you, when you pass away, they, who's they? They, those friends that you made through unrighteous money or through, through the money, they may receive you into an everlasting home. Ladies and gentlemen, think about the reward of every week, your faithfulness of bringing provision for the vision. And someday when you do pass away, because that's going to happen to all of us, when you show up to heaven... You get to see all the people that you made friends with by your faithful giving. They, they're, they're, they're welcoming you into heaven. Thank you for giving. Thank you for being faithful to the kingdom of God and its purpose because I'm here today because of what you did. Isn't that wonderful? They'll welcome you into everlasting life. Woo! I want to show up and have a lot of people waiting on me. You know, there will be people get up there and there won't be nobody there to greet them. I don't thank God they're in heaven. I mean, that's good. You know, like Pastor John says, somebody, though, is going to be waiting tables at the marriage feast. I don't want to be a waiter at the marriage feast. I want to be sitting there eating. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> but God can, and He will add more to your life than you could ever imagine or do on your own, with your, with your own ability. He'll add friends to your life. He'll add opportunities to your life. He'll add that job or an open door for you. He'll just add things. This is how he is. He, it's his good pleasure, the Bible says, to give us the kingdom. Amen? I want you to jump over to Genesis chapter 1. That's not a real hard book to find, being that it's the very first book in the Bible. Genesis chapter 1. Are you with me today so far? Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Wonderful verse of Scripture. This is where it all began. Then God said, and the word for God here is the, is the Hebrew word Elohim. And it's really where we get our word Trinity, all right? Or with thinking of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all being one, yet three, okay? It's really a powerful dynamic. I mean, we can put it in, in, in terms to understand that it's one, not one plus one plus one equals three. God is one times one times one equals one. Amen. All right, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 says, Then God said, Let us... Wow, there it is. That shows that he's talking about him just more than one person. Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion. Everybody say dominion. Over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God given you the ability to dominate. To have dominion even over the creeps. Isn't that good? All right. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image, wh whose image are you created in? God's image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. That is male and female. All the ladies said amen. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have, here it is again, dominion. Over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the every living thing that moves on the earth. Who's in charge on the earth? Who's it sound like? Is the animal kingdom in charge? Hmm? Are the whales in charge? Is that cute little puppy in charge? No, you're in charge. 
You're the one that's made in God's image today. And I want to give you the word for dominion. This is really powerful. You want to write this down. Dominion, it is the right and the power to govern and control. Woo! You have given, been given the right and the power to govern and control. God placed it in you and me. That is the DNA to conquer. That's how we are. I mean, look at the progression of man. We're always conquering something. I mean, in 1969, we just left planet Earth and decided, let's go conquer the moon. We conquered the, 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 the long weight of the conventional oven and made the microwave. We conquered the, the, the long rides on the bumpy horse and buggy. We invented cars. We conquered it. We, we conquered having to even go to an office with a personal computer right there in your house. Or having to go all the way down to the library and check out a book when you can go to wikipedia.com. But it's in us to conquer. Jesus says, I mean James, that is, the book of James says that everything, man tames everything except the tongue. No man can tame the tongue, but it says everything is tamed by man. Who's in charge? Man. When you see something you're not right, think about this. When you see something that's not right, you see an injustice, something in you says something's got to be done about that. And I know, I know that Jennifer being part of Hope's Door, that's, that's, I'm sure that's a heart cry of hers daily. Something has to be done about that injustice. Something has to be done about the abuse, right? And thank God for people like this who are out there helping these, 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 these victims and causing them to become victors, praise God. Praise God, I'm so glad to be partnered up with you. We're so glad to be with you. And, and, but, but see, it's, it's in us to do that. What, what, who put that in us? Where did that come from? That desire to change something. See, the animal kingdom doesn't do that. They're not out trying to change things. They just simply adapt to their environment. Right? They just take what comes to them. They just take whatever life hands them. Come on now. See, they go with the flow. But we change the flow. It's in us to conquer. It's in us. God's DNA. Amen. It's sad that people have an animalistic mentality. Hey, what will be, will be. Whatever, you know, that's just whatever, whatever life hands me, that's what I'm going to go with. Hey, booger head, man, you're made in the image of God. You're made in the image of God. Let that thing dominate you. You're called to dominate. Amen. Praise God. You all okay out there? And see, when you become a child of God, you get involved in your local church. The Bible teaches us that God sets us in the body as He pleases. You have a, I want to tell all of you here that are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ today, you have a place in the church today. And I believe that God brought you here for this time to do something wonderful. Amen? You're all a part of something great. And, and, but when that happens, see, God really, he, he, it's like He throws the gasoline on that fire to dominate. You know? And, and gets all these kings fired up. Praise God, all the kings said. I mean, he'll fire up on the inside of you. He'll start giving you ideas. He'll start giving you maybe a new way to see life. He'll, he'll get you thinking and, 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 you know, and keep you not content with, with the minimum wage. Huh? I mean, you just, you, just, you just start having these thoughts. I'm not, I, I'm not planning on making minimum wage all the rest of my life. Anybody content to just do that, to just eke out an existence? I don't see anybody. Everybody likes a raise, don't they? Everybody likes a pro- See, amen. But you get this mentality. I'm not staying on wealth. My kids are not going to lack. Forever. Praise God. We're not, uh, we're, not always going to be able, we're not always going to say I can't afford it. I'm not always going to have this trouble in my life. This is going to change. Right? 
I'm not going to let this habit control me anymore. See, where does that come from? This comes from the spirit of the living God, the image of God, the characteristic of God put in you to conquer. And see, let me tell you something. The problem is religion is what tries to keep it down. Religion tries to get you to thinking opposite of that. Mm -hmm. It tries to purge that from you and me. And it tries to make you think that there's something wrong with thinking like that. And it's wrong to want to improve. It's wrong to want to make life better. It's wrong to pray for your desires. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't see that in the Scriptures. As a matter of fact, Jesus said quite the opposite. He said, whatever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive it and you'll have it. I didn't say it. The Son of the living God said that. But then religion starts saying, yeah, but, uh, maybe, uh, or if, if. Always trying to put stipulation. Jesus didn't put any stipulation on that. He just left it out there. And said, anybody daring enough to believe that? Anybody daring enough to believe that right there, what I've said? And that's why religious, the religious people hated him. And I'm so glad to not be religious. Now, as a preacher, I am called religious. I promise you that. You know, we have some, we have some relatives that don't know the Lord. And they always say, Eric and Heather, they're really religious people. God, I hope not. I try to get as far away from religion as I can. Amen? It's a killer. I just want to stay in love with Jesus. It's not about this stuff of do's and don'ts and all these religious orders. I just fell in love with a man who gave his life for me. Son of the living God changed my life, and I'm on course after him all the days of my life. Amen? And whatever label that puts on me, whatever. Mm-hmm. See, the truth is you don't need God in your life if you're just going to take whatever comes. I'll say that again. You don't need God in your life if you're just going to take whatever comes. I mean, if God wanted you to just take what comes, you would have just kept Jesus in heaven. But what did Jesus come to give you? And he came to give you and and first John chapter five verse four says, Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. The only way that you're going to be an overcomer in this life is to believe the word of God. Is to believe what Jesus told you. Come what may, come hell or high water, come what circumstance might happen, come what person might say, whatever, it doesn't matter. You're going to choose to believe God until you see His promises at work in your life. Amen. Romans 8.37 says, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. John 16.33, Jesus said, These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you'll have trouble, you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer, because I've already overcome the world. Amen. Mark chapter 11.23, Mark chapter 11 verse 23, I quoted 24 earlier, but I mean if you've got a mountain in your way that's not... It's not for you to say, well, I guess that mountain's there for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. No, Jesus said, speak to the mountain. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. It shall not doubt in his heart, but believes that whatever he says will come to pass. He'll have whatever he says. Tell the mountain to get out of the way. You don't have to just deal with it. You don't have to just cope with it. Move the stupid thing. Amen. Hmm. Get rid of those days of just getting by, just eking out your existence. You're a conqueror. The Bible says whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. 
This speaks of authority. It's important for you to know that what goes on in your daily life, this is so important, what goes on in your daily life is vitally important to what happens to the kingdom of God. Amen. When you realize that, when you let that thought sink in, then you'll come to realize that Monday through Saturday can be just as, just as much a spiritual experience in your life than right here at this moment. Then Sundays, Wednesday nights. See, what goes on in your life during those days directly affects the success of what goes on here in church. It's true. It's true. And when you go to work tomorrow, you're going to war. When you're going to work, you're going to war to do exploits for God. Daniel eleven thirty two. They that know their God will be strong and do exploits. That means great things. You're not called to just eke. You're called to do great things. Amen? For the glory of God. Everybody say the glory of God. I want to give you just a couple of definitions from the Bible dictionary of the word glory. Y'all ready for this? This is, this is so good. I think it's good anyway. The first definition is the fame of God. You're, going to, you're doing your business, you're going to your job, you're living your life for the fame of God. You're going to work for the fame of God. You're living your life for the fame of God. How many of you want to live your life to make God famous? Amen. Number two definition is, of glory is the authority of God. Wow. You're doing what you do in the authority of God, which you have all in the name of Jesus. There is no greater authority out there. There's no greater name out there. The Bible says there's no greater name in heaven or earth or under the earth. You, and you bear the name upon your life as a Christian. You're here to take over, to take possession of what God has for you to possess. So take possession of that position. Amen. Take possession of that contract, Scott. Take possession of that pay raise. Amen. Take possession of that new house. Take possession of that favor. You have the authority to do it in the earth as God's children. I'm going to give you another definition in the Bible dictionary of glory. This might, I mean, if, if you've got any religion in you, here comes the heat-seeking missile. All right? Glory. Riches, wealth, honor, Excellence. You're going to war to do exploits for God and His glory to get His riches, to get His wealth back where it belongs in the body of Christ. I believe that with my whole heart. For His honor and His excellence. And listen, your, your life will take on a whole new meaning if you'll receive this message in, into your life, into your heart and your mind today. It really will. So many of God's children, God's kings, they see the kingdom of God as something that only happens on Sunday morning. Or, or only happens on Wednesday nights. And that's, listen, that's not the only time when the kingdom of God is at work. Otherwise, we're hopeless. It's working in God's kings. It's working in you today. And if you think it only happens on Sundays and Wednesdays, then you won't see what you're doing is very important. If you see that, and if you don't understand what I'm saying to you today, that you'll live your life with misplaced conquest. And we talked about David a few weeks ago. We talked about David a few weeks ago, how that he was supposed to go to war. Remember? We talked about in the, in the time when kings go to war, David stayed back in Jerusalem and then found himself having an adulterous affair with Bathsheba as a result. So now David still did conquer that day. I mean, instead of planning his battles, he was planning his pleasures. And so instead of conquering the enemy... He conquered Bathsheba. 
It's this misplaced conquest. And if you don't see how important that you are every day of the week, that it's not just about those Sunday services, it's not all the kingdom of God is made up of. See, if you don't do that, then, then you'll, have, you'll constantly have these feelings of guilt and, 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 and unneeded. And listen, nothing can be further from the truth. You are here with a calling on your life. And it's not enough to just be called. You also have to obey that calling on your life. Amen. I'm so glad that when, when, when anytime we've gone to a, a war for this nation, that they didn't just draft the soldiers and say, okay, we've got some soldiers now, good enough. No, these guys had to pick up a gun and start to fight. It wasn't enough to just be called a soldier. They had to act it out. They had to perform their duty. Amen. And kings with misplaced conquest, oh, they find themselves in all kinds of things. They lose the, 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 they lose the, 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 the side of what they're here to do. And so they, they hide their lives in hobbies. And you won't find them in church on Sunday morning because they'll be out hobbying. Can't find them then. They simply just become spectators. Getting involved in other things. They come, they sit, they're not involved spiritually, they're not involved emotionally, they're not involved uh, 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 intellectually, and they don't know they have a calling. They think that just Pastor Eric is called. Pastor John's called. No, 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 no. Maybe you're one of them today. Maybe this has been your thinking. But I pray that now you're understanding that God needs you just like He needs me. Are you hearing me? And I need you. You need me. God has put us here in partnership to do these things for His glory. Listen, it's not just Pastor John's vision for this church. Not just, not just not what, what me and Pastor John talk about in, in we, we, we didn't dream this stuff up, but God, God's direction for us. God began to put something in Pastor John's heart. And we are here to take it as our own. It's not just his vision and we're going, okay, tip the pastor so he can get his thing done. No. Listen to me. Turn, turn to Acts chapter 16 for just a moment. I'm, I'm getting close to wrapping up. I said getting close just so I can leave that a real gray area. Somewhere in the distant future. <laughs> I love all the nervous laughs. <laughs> the only person that thinks that's funny really is me. Okay, Acts chapter 16, verse 8. So passing by Mysia, they came to Troas, or Troy. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. Who who the vision appeared to? In the night, a man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had seen the vision, who saw the vision? Who? Immediately, we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us. Huh. This is Luke giving the account, and Paul's got a whole, a whole uh, entourage of people with him. God gives Paul the vision, and Luke says, We assume that God called all of us. So we all went together. Mm. This, is, this is how it works in the kingdom of God. The priest puts out that vision and praise God, and then the kings all come together and say, I'm in that. I'm hooking in right now. I'm hooking in right now, and I'm going with that. Amen? We cast that vision, and you hook in. Are you hearing me this morning? Are you, anybody hooking in today? 
See, a miraculous thing happens when kings link their dreams and their ability with the vision of the kingdom. Your life just takes on a whole new meaning. You experience the presence and the power of God like you've never known it before. When you understand it's an everyday thing. You live a life, I promise you, that is anything but boring. It's a wonderful thing when kings and priests link arms. Why don't you close your eyes and see that picture? As a matter of fact, why don't we all just do that? Just link arms with your neighbor right there. Link arms with your neighbor. It's a beautiful thing when we link arms together and we unite in purpose for the good of the kingdom of God. Are you hearing me? That we unite in purpose for the kingdom of God because I'm here to tell you right now that we, as this church, right here physically, literally, we are on the brink of something powerful. We are on the brink of something really wonderful. I don't know how to explain it. I just know that God has started moving on our behalf as of recently. I mean, He's always moving in our midst, but sometimes He really, really shows off. And I'm really happy to be a part of that. You guys know about how we just got eight and a half acres of property. We did have 12, and now we're going to be setting on Wilmoth Road now. We've got better property. We we, we paid about $55,000 per acre for the property that we had. Ladies and gentlemen, the new property that we just got, it was just estimated by the developer that it was somewhere between $150,000 and $180,000 thousand dollars an acre i mean a million dollar piece property just like that given to us and we don't pay road and we don't pay for the sewage i mean just like that we've been fighting and struggling and fighting and all of a sudden god just showed up and said here you go isn't that wonderful i'm telling you, we're on the brink of something and when god's with you ladies and gentlemen look out look out all i'm saying is just stay with him amen stay together Stay linked up. Stay hooked up. He's moving in our midst. Praise God. We're going further. We're getting stronger. We're growing. Let's cinch up our bootstraps. Let's roll up our sleeves. Let's do what God has called us to do, partnering together in this kingdom. Amen? Let's seek first the advancement of the kingdom of God and His right way of doing things. Live on the success of all the things He adds to us. And I commission you, ladies and gentlemen, today to dominate. I commission you to be a conqueror in this world because that's what Jesus Christ paid for with His own blood. Don't live out any one more day as a victim in this world. He paid too dear a price for you to get up and have a bad day. Amen? You're here to enforce, you're here to invoke the victory that Jesus has given you in every area of of your life. A few years ago, now some of you older generation might remember this, but Sunday night used to be testimony night in church. That's really how Sunday night service got started. It used to be testimony night. And some of them actually called it quitting nights. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Anybody here know what I'm Quitting nights. That, that, I mean, the, everybody gets so excited about these testimonies, the guys stand up and say, well, I'm quitting drinking. And other guys say, I'm quitting smoking. You know, I'm quitting cussing. I'm quitting chewing, you know, all those kinds of things. I and mean, they just get so involved in the, in the emotion of the moment, right? I'm quitting. Well, this, this particular night, this was happening. This little old lady was sitting there watching everybody give testimony. And, she, and finally they got done, she stood up and she said, well, I don't do anything, but I'm quitting. Amen. Quit doing nothing. Hallelujah. Just quit. Get rolling in the call of God on your life. Because here's the truth. A thousand years from now, nobody is going to give two cents care that the Steelers won the Super Bowl this year. A thousand, it, it's not going to matter. But ladies and gentlemen, a thousand years from now, everybody that this church wins into the kingdom of God will still be in the kingdom of God. They're going to be walking on the streets of gold. 
See today how vital your part is? Share. Share in the joy of God's harvest. Claim His anointed to fulfill that call upon your life. Obey Him and remain faithful. Take your place, kingdom of God. You're with me here today. And I want you just by faith to make a statement. To just stand on your feet. You're going to make a fresh commitment today. I'm taking my place in the kingdom. I'm going to do what God's called me to do. I'm seeking the advancement of His kingdom first above everything else in my life. I don't care what's happened in the past. I'm not, I'm not who I used to be. Right now at this moment, this is a landmark moment for me right now. All right, if that's you, just stand to your feet. Praise God. I want to bless you. I want to, I want to pronounce a blessing over you. Father, you see this. You see this here today. A people of God who are choosing to know their God, to be strong, and to do exploits in the earth. Father God. People who are not going to be satisfied with, 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 with the mundane life. They're not going to be satisfied with just a little. They're not going to be satisfied with just enough. But praise God, they serve the God who is more than enough. And I declare in the name of Jesus, life and that more abundantly over this people. I declare in the name of Jesus that no evil shall befall them. No plague shall come near their dwelling. For our Father gives His angels charge over them to keep them in all of their ways. The blood of Jesus cleanses them and covers their lives. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. No weapon formed against them will prosper. It might form, but it won't prosper. And every tongue that rises up against them in judgment, they shall condemn. I thank you for these kings, Lord, who are ready to go to war, wage war for the kingdom of God, to bring the provision for the vision, Lord, as the vision is cast. And Lord, I thank you that together we are united in spirit, we're united in heart, we're united in mouths, we're united in minds, Father God, that we're talking this thing and we're going to see the kingdom of God at work in our lives, not just on Sundays, not just on Wednesdays, but Lord, out there in that workplace, Lord, that the light of the glory of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ will shine bright through your people, Lord. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, for setting up opportunities for them, Lord, to speak your word, Lord, to share the love of Jesus, Lord, and Lord, to change their environment, Lord, to change where they're at. And if mountains are in their way, if there's a mountain in your way, I want you to say right now, move in Jesus' name. Move, mountain, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We're here to dominate. That is the right and the power to govern and control. Take your place today. Once again, thanks for joining Cornerstone Worship Center's Building a Better Life. For information about our church, service times, and additional resources, we invite you to check us out on the web at www.abetterlife4.us. God bless you.